Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. Today we have a team reveal, a team update for February. Uh, let's go! Day and welcome again to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. Joined as always by uh, Luke. How are you, man? Yeah, I'm going good, mate. There was a little bit of extra mayo on that let's go yeah, tonight. You, just, you pumped uh, up the team reveals, mate. Team reveals, team reveals. Everybody loves team reveal. It's they a, do. It's a team reveal of the, uh, the mighty uh, Mike Oxlongs. <laughs> yeah, good pause, good pause. I'm um, a little bit worried, actually, Mitch. I, I've got to drive the, the laptop here as well as talk to you, and I'm a bloke that can barely chew gum and walk. So, <laughs> Well, let's um, see how you go, mate. Yeah, let's see how you I'm go. I'm a bit of strife, I think. It's, it's going to be our final full-blown team reveal before the start of the season. So last chance for you guys to get an insight of what our teams are looking like. Yep. Uh, we will do maybe another podcast later where I want to talk about sort of you know, the possibles, the probables, the locks. Um, but today Don't we'll use be... that word. It's a dirty word. Yeah, well, <laughs> the closer and closer we get to the season, it's, uh, it's, it's more and more usable. But today, going through your team, but also I'll give uh, a look at my team as well and what I've got at each position. Now, I will say, just off the bat, my team, uh, I spoke a bit about this in the, uh, the, the podcast that we appeared on at the, the Fantasy Fanatics. The way I go about it before the, the pre-season games start is I'll take a screenshot of my team, and then when the games start, I wipe my team clear and uh, don't make any sort of changes until both preseason games are over, and then I'll start to fill in the team based on my possibles, probables, and locks, and sort of build it from the ground up when I know a bit more about the rookies, when I know a, I know a bit more about the guys whose roles I'm a bit uncertain about. So the team that I'll be sort of comparing to yours is uh, the team that I had before the practice games okay. on the weekend. Okay. It sounds like a very scientific approach compared to mine. I um, <laughs> basically crapped my dax about five minutes ago when I, I realised that I still had spots to fill in my team and we were about to record this podcast. So there's a couple of... Um, I mean, there's there's a few different things. But I've got to... You know, I think what I've got here is, is something oh, yeah, that's yeah. feasible. So. Absolutely, absolutely. So you're taking into account all the things we've heard over the last few days. Certainly. And, and everything like that. So uh, without further uh, waffling on, 
Who have you got at D1 for us? I played, I toyed with the idea of maybe not having him there, but then, uh, you know, I realised not only would I get crucified by the, <laughs> the uh, fantasy public, but uh, I'd also probably uh, not get off to the best starts of the season. So Doc is my D1 currently. Sam Let me go ahead and put Doherty. him in. Yes, so Sam Doherty there. I also have him at D1 at the moment. I don't believe either of us had him there in our last team reveal. You no. had him in the photo. <laughs> yeah, it's all about what it's all about the photo you put on Twitter. Yeah, mate. so twenty four hours after we did the video, you, <laughs> that's you, a stitch up. You, eh? you tweeted the photo when he was in there, but uh, <laughs> he wasn't in my team in the last team reveal. Uh, but he has made his way in there now, at least prior to the uh, preseason practice game. So um, I guess we're both paying up. I guess is this more for you uh, yep. and for your team? Is it the lack of other options putting their hand up that makes you go in that dockety direction, or are you? you know, confident and paying that much for a guy and and you expect him to hold that 110 average this season. It's actually a good point. When you put it to me like that, like if, let's say uh, I had the option and I felt really confident in going something like Brayshaw, Young, Dacos, Mm. Yo, I actually feel like that could be something that could tempt me. Like those as your D1 to 4? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, so... The, the guy on that list that um, is worrying me a little bit and hasn't really spent a lot of time in the Oxongs um, this preseason is Hayden Young. Okay. But if I, I feel like if I felt confident in, in those guys that I just listed, there might be a scenario where I don't start with Doc. So I think yeah. that is pushing me, along with the fact that we just expect him to be D1 as well. Yeah, yeah. So again, you, you know, he might lose a little bit in cash and I guess you, you've got to be prepared for that and expecting a bit of that, but... We do expect him to be the D1 at the end of the season. I still expect him to be there, despite my concerns about having him. And I guess for me, the reason he is in my side and the reason he was in my side prior to the practice matches is the the lack of other options. Yeah. And, and um, you know, since the, the game where we watched on the weekend with the Melbourne um, uh, Demons and Brayshaw's role, didn't have that centre bounce attendances that we maybe were hoping for early in the preseason yeah. with Salem going down. So... Can you go on go against a player like Doherty with a player like Brayshaw as your D one potentially, or another player like Dawson potentially as those D one options? It, it's I, I still think it's a legitimate option and a legitimate play, but it's probably less lock and load like I did in the previous team reveals. So, um, yeah. does that mean do you still have a Brayshaw then at your D two? Yeah, so I've got Angus Brayshaw. I'll, I'll go and uh, whack him in there now at D two. Um, he's. He's a guy that really, to be honest, hasn't moved from my team. There might yep. be a few people there after the weekend that are sort of thinking, oh, halfback, halfback. Yeah. But I was in the camp even before the weekend. Of, I really wasn't too concerned whether he was playing halfback or midfield. I kind of half suspected that he might play halfback with Salem out. Yeah. And to me, he's still going to be a top six defender. I'm still happy to have him in my team. And then for me, I'm just sort of thinking about the fact that when they bring Salem back, then there's that potential for for Brayshaw to go into the middle. So not uh, one that really would surprise anyone out there if they've been listening to us because he's one that's been spending uh, most of the time on my team. Yeah, and I think Lockie Hunter coming in obviously cements the fact that he's not going to see that uh, wing role, which is what we want him to stay away from. Again, pretty similar tick for tat so far. I do have Angus Brayshaw at D2 as well. So a couple of big dogs in our defensive line, two players that we expect to be you know top four, I would say, in their, in their line, yep. so maybe paying up a bit compared to some other teams out there just because of the lack of confidence and other options. Um, so do you have do you have your boy there at D3? Yeah, this I is where do. we might differ. I do have Dacos yes. in there at D3 currently, and I mentioned last night uh, when we spoke to uh, Bales and, and Tim uh, that for me over the weekend, um, he's, uh, he's like 
sort of firmed in my calculations. There wasn't yeah. anything that I saw that worried me. Um, I think that the midfield only presents uptime, um, upside, sorry. And um, and I think even if he does end up at the, on the half-back line, I think that he can still uh, yeah. be close to a top six defender. So you said there might be a difference. you go on a, go on yeah, a different so way. Yeah, so this is where I, I go the other sort of guy that these guys always seem to be tied at the hip. I've got Hayden Young at my D3 spot um, with that's, this one here. So. That's brave after our afternoon on Friday. Well, like I said, I... This is what I had before the games, okay, true, and, and true, it is—it hasn't changed since then. I still think he's very much an option. We also had the news today that basically I think um, Luke Ryan is not going to be yeah, playing in the final practice match that's as so well. Interesting, which presents a little bit of like just that extra bit of risk in terms of we won't see the relationship on how that uh, works. We have heard in the just the preseason in general that Hayden Young has still been taking some kick-ins off. Uh, a player like Luke Ryan, I don't think he's going to completely dominate them, but anything increasing on his sort of, what was it, 12% last year, if they can go 50-50, that at least is a few more points of upside in yeah. my eyes. Yeah. Um, look, Hayden Young, I was pretty keen on him before, but maybe not so much now. Dacos is definitely someone who has elevated, in my opinion. I was, um, obviously, with this team here, I, um, you know, I'm going against a player like that, sort of betting that the fact that he does have a... You know, a somewhat low floor. Maybe he gets a bit more attention. Um, I still think that, you know, even if he does move into the midfield, like, like he still could get tagged. He's still probably yeah. their best and most damaging player, especially with some of the things we saw on the weekend with him breaking away from the pack and kicking goals from 50 metres. Like, he's still kind of the guy that if I was an opposing coach, I'd try to lock him down. So Yeah, it's a valid concern. I think if you could only select him as a midfielder, then it wouldn't be somewhere I'd be going. But I oh, think yeah. That, no, no, no. I think that um, with what he can do... And, and let's, let's be honest, still, I would say most of the teams in the league probably opt not to tag. Like, if you looked at yeah. all the games in the AFL over the whole year, I think there'd be more games where there's no tag than there is games where there's a tag. Yeah. And I think that being a defender, I think, like we've sort of spoken about, he can get there or thereabouts in that D6 role. I think he's going to go um, sort of, you know, like mid to low, no light, mid to uh, low 90s at yes. the very least, yes. which puts him there around the mark. So Yeah, look, I think he's definitely not a bad selection. I guess to me, it's just I don't think he's going to be someone that kills you, and yeah. that's why I'm sort of okay with not having him on my side when he's so popular and then there's that off chance that in a new role um, coming into the midfield, and again, I know he did it as a junior, but yeah. you know the AFL is a different beast, so coming into that, I think he's got a couple of tough matchups to start off with. It, it could present the opportunity to have a few lower scores and and if a player like a Hayden Young can maybe have that higher floor uh, to start the season at a similar price, a bit more unique, I think that is a play. But I am also experimenting, like you said before, with the Doherty down to a player like a Dacos, which would fee up like $200,000 for me yeah. if I wanted to to get that to pay out for some of my rookies or, or fix up some other things in my the if, rest of the ground. So If Hayden Young stinks it up on the weekend, are you going to go to Dacos? Um, in a word, in a word. Maybe. <laughs> that, you that. weaseled out of that one so good. Well played, well played. Uh, yeah, okay, well, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll leave you there, man. I'll, let's, let's go on to D4. Who's Mitch, it D4? Mitch is not giving us a straight answer. So <laughs> we are going to the Yo-Yo Man. Mm. Elliot Yo, he's, I think. Um, I think he's, he's going to be in a lot of sides. I mean, he's yeah. at my D4 too. I guess the, the question is for a lot of people is, where is he? Is he D3? Yeah. Is he D4? If I don't think he's probably D5. D5 is probably a bit too deep. You're probably paying so. a bit too much. And I think D3 could be a bit too shallow. It, dep- it depends, I guess, who you've got then at D4, 5, and 6. Yeah, you're probably in that case looking at maybe doing like a mechanic constable at D4. 
Yeah, or maybe like a like a that. Will Day or a Hunter Clark or someone that, or those types yeah. that are D four. Some people are still on McGrath. Um, as an yeah, so those kind of those kind of the players that move his position around. I'm assuming if you've got him at D four, you don't have some of those types in your team. No, I don't have yeah. it. I haven't um, been big on sort of any of those guys. There's yeah. a guy that that played pretty well on the weekend. That's kind of will you'll see next is yeah. in my in my side. Um, but still, that's kind of subject to change as well yeah um but you know Elliot Yo from I know your team isn't isn't based on stuff we saw on the weekend but mine is a little bit and um Yo Yo played well um, yeah yeah I think I think he's obviously reaffirmed the reason we had him in our sites before the practice matches so he yeah he's definitely there in my my d4 Uh, I still am giving myself the wiggle room of those Will Day Hunter Clark types I think those two are the ones I'm most keen on I'm not as keen on a Jack Bowes I just think that that Geelong team is so deep and his role is by no means secure based on what we saw on the weekend I think the coach even came out and said that today I think there was a quote saying that you know there's no guarantees about their starting 22 and things like that. So yeah. for me, a play like that is a bit further behind some of those other guys, but Will Day and Hunter Clark are still... Maybe, you know, if we go to the po- probables, possibles, they're possibles. Yeah. Um, and again, it's very much a structure thing for me. So D5, is it our Gold D5, Coast boy? I've got the police officer in there, the constable. The constable. So... Um, He's a fellow that I've essentially picked based on his performance on the weekend. But uh, like I said, he is uh, to an extent a, a placeholder there as well. It's it's going to be it's one data point from the weekend. It's going to be me having a look on uh, mm-hmm. this coming weekend and uh, playing around with my structure and seeing if he still fits in there. But um, based on Mitch's superior counting skills, well, I heard um, forty seven on another podcast oh, today. Okay. I think it was the traders. Actually, they Oof. said they said forty seven. So I was I was must have been off. You but. must have been off. Okay, well, I mean, forty four was your was kind of magic number on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it's it? close for, for Gus and for Constable. Yeah. But um, yeah, Constable's in there at the moment, and that that makes me just feel a little bit better than maybe running like a Jimby at mm, mm. five and then uh, and then a rookie. Um, He's Even really though, not much than a rookie. Player. No, and like that's it, but it must be a mentality thing for me. Do you know three, what I mean? Three, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess at least he's a player that has a. Yeah, you know, you've got a bit more data. on He's it, averaged though. eighty before. You know, I think it was not in a huge sample size, but and, and it wasn't a midfield um, Geelong yep. team. But I think the role that he has there looks nice. Like we sort of said, he was taking kick ins and demanding that he would take the kick ins yes. as well. Yeah. I wonder what happens when those guys come back. But even if he's only in there for like a month yeah, or five still weeks, it's still it's still enough at that price when you talk about him and view him as a rookie yep. um, that can score well and be on your ground I think it's a, a fine um, thing I haven't got him in my team at the moment um, based, but, based on the fact but that I think he is someone that definitely is in the possibles and probables kind of scenario for me again it comes back to structure and how much cash I'll have and who I want to fit in but I think he yep. is definitely someone that we should all be considering um, as well so I've got I've got Ruben Jimby at my D5 okay. at the moment um, so at the moment I've got two rookies in my back line there but uh, again like we said before, before these practice matches, and uh, again, I think we didn't get to see him. Um, yes. I think he is supposed to be playing this weekend, so fingers crossed well, that he is we'll there and he'll be so. there in round one. But um, I'm assuming he's your D6. Yes, the big red Mack truck. Yes, the big red Mack truck. The big he's a he's a big big lad. He looks like he's he gonna gonna go into potentially some of those midfield minutes. I'm not expecting a lot, but. Um, We've said it with the rookies. We don't mind as long as yeah, their job security is there. As long as they're in there. Yeah. So I think he's he's one of the more popular rookies for a reason. So my D5, your D6. I have still a Lockie Cowan at D6 at the moment. Yep. From what I saw on the weekend, he looks like he, looked like he showed flashes to me. Likely, I know some people are saying that he might not be 
the guy um, in there, I think, is it Cincinnati or, or <laughs> Cincinnati or <laughs> I've butchered that. Chibata. Chibata. <laughs> no, nah, we've we got to get it wrong. Oh, poor, yeah, I'm looking him up now. But he, he was the other the other guy from... I'm going to go Chincotta. Yeah, Chincotta. There you go. That's that's way better than mine. <laughs> what did I say? You um, had three different goes and none of them Alex, were near it. Alex Chincotta was the other guy that some people are saying might be ahead of him. But I don't know. For me, Lockie Cowan did look classy in, in the, uh, the game. So if he is named, I think that he's someone we can definitely have a look at as a potential guy on our ground. Uh, he's got some good raps as a scorer, as a junior. So for now, he's in my side. But again, I, I want to watch him again this coming weekend and see how he goes. I think that's fair enough. In, terms of, uh, in terms of our bench options on the rookie, I think it goes without saying that, that these guys are certainly subject to change based on selection and stuff. But uh, most of us at the moment are filling our bench with guys that we've, yep. we've heard a bit about. So I've got the uh, two W's on the bench. I've got Weddle and Wilmont Yep, currently. I've got the same. Yep. So uh, Weddle there, obviously, for Hawthorne, a chance of getting a, a role potentially in their defense. And then Wilmont, we heard some positive news. Um, yeah, I'm getting more and more confident about Wilmot. I think he, um, I think he is going to hopefully be an option there for us to save some cash on our bench in the yep. defensive line. So yep, certainly, so that kind of rounds out our defenders. All right, let's move on to the mids. Let's do it. Indeed. Who's uh, who's on your M1 there? Is so, it the same as last time, or uh, you switched it up? I think it is the same as last time, and I've got your boy. Jack Steele oh, I running think you are, M1. Have, have I changed it? I think from memory you had the, the Baz Linker there and I think you were okay. we were different. I had him there last time and he is still there for me as well. But okay. um, So I so jumped yes. on the train here. You, so, yeah. you jumped on the train at Jack Steele, I've got the, Jack uh, the there. buzz cut man. Yeah, he, I guess he's persuaded me with that buzz cut. I couldn't look away. So um, it looks like he's slimmed down as well, which I mean... He it, has lost a bit of weight. Yeah, and... Some people might say, oh, you know, how, how does that impact his tackling? I think it's it's more of a positive. He's going to cover the ground more, so he's going to pop out for some more plus sixes. And trust me, the, the with how professional the, the strength and conditioning guys are at AFL clubs, you're not going to drop a guy's weight like that and oh, compromise his strength. There's a purpose there, yeah. and he's done it for a reason. And so and I, I think, think you, that that's, you, that's fine. You'd obviously know being in the industry, there's ways that you can drop, a, drop weight but still... Oh, maintain yeah. that strength yeah, and so 100%. I don't think that's going to be an issue with him getting in there getting plus fours and then also popping out for plus sixes so um, he sells himself a little bit for me yeah yeah, I think that's fine who's your M2 then now this is where I've, this is spicy because I haven't done this all, all oh, season okay. all right. throw me a curveball your boy Josh Dunkley oh he's gone the forward in the mid so right. this is okay. this is real weird for me I, I feel a bit weird doing it but um like I said, I've got something different here. So your boy Dunkley, and I mean, when I say Dunkley, like it could be any of any of the four. Yeah, do you but, know? What but I mean? he's, he's the <laughs> most expensive. It looks the best of the midfield. Yeah, so. and it was it was just like if I put him there, I can really drop the mic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Make everyone think, what's he doing? M two, Josh Dunkley. Okay, he's cocked right. it up. So is this maybe a reaction to another guy leaving your midfield, uh, potentially of the? Uh, <laughs> The Mitchell variety. Oh, yeah, mate, I told you I was out of the clown car. It was just <laughs> yes. everyone was out and I was out there first. Yeah, okay, uh, interesting. Oh, look, I've thought about this as well <laughs> since since that game and, and I've been exploring options in my head and, and things yeah. like that. So mate, I think um, when you lose a value option like that, this kind of a play um, gains more... Uh, Attraction, yeah, more traction in my opinion. It yeah. seems more legitimate. So, look, I don't. I think the logic is sound. Obviously, you've got an extra forwards. You think all I the forwards are, are value. Um, and if you think that they're more value than some of the mids are, that can get close to that lo- uh, top eight line. Then, then I think that's fine. Yeah, well, it, it will all kind of. Um 
come out when I show the four line yeah. where that kind of switch has been made. Um, but I'm so bad. Hey, like if he plays well this weekend, <laughs> I'll be like, trade him back in. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm bad. But at the moment, he's not in there. So okay. maybe I'll get crucified so, for that one. So Tom um, Mitchell out. Tom Mitchell out. Tom Mitchell so, out. So let's then go to uh, M3. I've jumped on your boy LDU here. Okay. I've been, it's contagious. I've been convinced. So is that, is that right in me saying that you don't have a... Uh, oh, spin? no, I've cocked the order up. So <laughs> I've done a classic cock okay. up. Sorry, guys. So Bazlenka. Bazlenka at, at um, M3. At M3. And yep. then I, I guess I've done a big old spoiler there. But uh, Luke Davies-Uniak in at... Uh, M4. Okay, yeah. So, so I've, I've still got I've still got Bally Smith at M2. Yep. Um, I do have Tom Mitchell at M3. Sorry, I just still. ran off and you didn't get to review. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. That's okay. <laughs> and, and then I've got LDU at M4. So okay. again, pretty okay. similar. Your your Dunkley in the midfield, and of course the forward will be revealed later. Uh, as opposed to my Tom Mitchell, I still have him in there, but I am obviously thinking of other options. Yep. Um, so LDU, you've you've jumped on board. I've jumped on board. I mean, it was hard to resist based on what we saw on the weekend. The the narrative that I'm selling myself is, um, you know, he's going to maintain that high CBA mm. percentage, and even with Simkin and Cunnington. Uh, coming back in, I just don't see that LDU is the guy where they take the CBAs off him. I think um, I think for those of people who are very spooked by the Tom Mitchell thing, yep. if you don't have LDU, and again, um, I hope this is just a little you know, gift for a lot of people that are listening to our podcast, but <laughs> this guy I think is an easy straight swap. Like if you didn't already have him and you, you, you want to get off Tom Mitchell, uh, LDU is cheaper. I think, yeah, I was say I think he's going to be doing basically what I expected Tom Mitchell to do prior to this past weekend's games. Um, and I think that he is someone who's 9% owned in AFL Fantasy right now. It's gone up 1% since the weekend. So yep. some Ooh. people are jumping on, but uh, I know, spoke about I think this. He's, I think he's a great pick. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Spoke about this briefly as well um, with um, on the the fantasy fanatics one that we did last night yeah. as well. And for me, I actually took more out of what Scott Pendlebury came out and yeah. said than I actually did from the performance. And I'll kind of I'll, I'll explain it. The reason why I think that what Pendlebury came out and said, which was basically um, Tom Mitchell's not going to be a forty he's, disposal guy, he's, he's going to play his role Mitchell, in our yeah. team. Yeah. Um, the reason why that holds so much weight for me is because you've got a, a leader of that football club mm. coming out and alleviating some pressure off Tom Mitchell's shoulders for all those people out there that were ready to judge him if he didn't have a 40-possession game. Yep. Scott Pendlebury said, you know, we don't care if he has a 40-possession game. We want, him to play our, we want him to play his role. So for me, that was very much a, a, um, a sort of a notion of intent there yep. saying we don't 
we're, we're not wanting this guy to just rack it up um, aimlessly, I guess yeah. is, yep. is yep. the word. Yeah, okay. No, so, I, I th- yeah, I agree with that. It was definitely just the combination of the quote, the Collingwood game um, uh, game style, yeah. the, the amount of players that went through that midfield, the fact that Tom Mitchell was playing forward. Um, you know, it's just a, a whole bunch of different combinations that are... You know, a bit scary. So I think it's a legitimate thing to uh, at least at least be spo- exploring other options. Um, again, let's watch this weekend and see what happens. But obviously, a lot of people are jumping off, and I think it's a valid uh, thing to be worried about. So uh, we'll go through your M5 through M8 pretty quickly because I imagine these are all. I mean, unless you're going to throw me another curveball here. No, sorry, no. These I'll, seem like pretty. I'll try not to stuff up the order here. But we've got Dom Sheed in yep. at M5. I suspect you're the same. Yep. Um, he didn't do himself any harm. He didn't rack up a heap of the ball, but um, I think he should what, be very popular and, yeah. and for good reasons. And so. watching that game, I think he was um, looking for those little short 45 kicks that we know he likes, little plus sixes. So I think he's still a guy that will be getting around in most teams then the guy that you must have if you don't have him then pack your bags and go home will ashcroft <laughs> yep is at m6 for me and i'm assuming for you as well yep he is and there. then followed by another one of the north melbourne boys uh will phillips yep he was in the center bounces on the weekend obviously yeah. no simkin and no uh cunnington but the fact that he is at least getting some midfield time is good news and at 270k Mate, as long as you're in the team and uh, if you get any midfield time, that's a that's a bonus and cherry on top, in my opinion. Correct. And then the last midfield spot currently is held by uh, Mr. McKenzie from Hawthorne. Yep. Um, that one kind of comes down to what we see next Yeah, uh, so he weekend. obviously didn't play. He didn't play, yeah. and, and I forgot to mention this on the podcast the other day, the reason he didn't play was because he had a corked quad. Yeah. Um, it, it was not reported on Twitter, but I did catch the commentators saying that during the broadcast, I think in the first or second quarter there. So um, had a corky, and they were holding him out. So hopefully it's not something that holds him out much longer. Um, you would hope that... Um, that is the case, and from what I've heard, they do have big wraps on the guys. So hopefully he does play this weekend coming up. If he doesn't, we do start to get a little bit concerned. We but um, if you know, we we'll, we'll usually find out with these kind of guys if they get names. They you know you have the videos of them calling their parents and all those sort of things like a few yeah. days before the game. Yeah, we should so get some notice. Yeah. Hopefully we'll have some notice on that one. And uh, if we don't start hearing anything before round one, well then get we've worried. got to start uh, making alternative uh, plans. So right. I have all of those guys here now. I will. I, I am getting a little bit worried with the bench for our midfielders because. There's a few guys that put their hand up on the field. They're a bit more expensive. But in terms of bench players, I think there's we're a bit short on options for midfielders on our bench, at least the cheap options. Um, yeah, the 200K so, ones. So who have you got at M9 and M10? The guys, I've, I've gone with a couple of West Coast boys. In, and like I said, it's all subject to change on the bench. Um, like you said, there's a bit of a battle there to find um, you know 200K rookies that are yeah. that are playing uh, at the moment. There's a few uh, DPP guys that obviously yep. you could you could pull up there, but you want to have some of them in your forward line as well. So I've just gone Chesser and Long um, in on my midfield bench, um, and we'll kind of see how that evolves at the minute. Who have you got there? Yeah, so uh, that's Noah Long. Is that correct, um, correct. from the Eagles? I think. Um yeah, I don't, I don't know too much about him. I know that I've heard his name being thrown out and around, but I must admit I haven't been across what he has been doing or, or how he's been looking in the preseason. So maybe someone that I need to look into as well. But I have heard him being talked about as a potential debutant for round one, but I uh, don't know much about him uh, at all. But I've still got uh, Matthew Johnson and Blake Drury in there from the Ruse. 
uh, both of which they probably didn't strengthen their case for round one selections I this past Johnson weekend. Played in the Johnson did play Scooby's, but I oh, think, did he? Yeah, I can't remember where I heard that. He might have he um, might have come on at the end of the first game. Yeah, so it was I, like one of those yeah. kind of situations where it wasn't. Yeah, yeah he wasn't in there. Maybe the first half played play the second half. Something so like that, I think. that kind of tells me that maybe he's an outside chance. So I'm going to have to start to look at different options. So hopefully we do get a player like Campbell Chesser and some of those other DPP guys because the pure mids. I'm not seeing a whole lot of 200ks or cheaper guys yes. put their hands up at at the moment. So yeah. still a lot to happen, but um, fingers crossed. We might have to maybe pay up a little bit on the bench there for our midfield, which, you know, ideally we don't want to do. So uh, we'll keep looking at that one. Let's move on to the Rucks. R1. No surprises here, mate. I suspect you have the same bloke, but Rowan Marshall is my R1 currently, and I reckon he's the R1 for quite a few teams. Well, he's R1. He's the, he's the lock at the ruck position. Whether or not he's R1 based on price is maybe still up for debate. And, oh, okay, and if depending you, on... Yeah. If you go okay. in English, but um, but yeah, he's he's obviously, I think, everyone's locked in ruckman at the yep. moment. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think we, we saw him on the weekend, Tommy Campbell. Hopefully, maybe we'll get a better idea this weekend if he's in there and his so wife isn't <laughs> delivering a baby. Yeah, so, well, like I said, his uh, hands are going to be full. I reckon he should have a, have a few months off footy, yeah, to be honest. spend time with your newborn yeah, child. You, you should, know? hey. I, I think, you know, we do footy, footy will be there later. That's you know? right. Be, be selfish, Tommy. You know, don't <laughs> yeah. spend some time. Yeah. No, no need to rush be back. Be a family man. Um, yeah. And uh, so who's, there, who's your R2 then? I'm interested so to hear this take. Y- yeah, look, you you sort of, I'll say you, but there, there's a bit of a wave of um, support out there for Lysette and Forget um, at R2. Cal- now, Calvinator was pretty uh, pretty keen on it in today's Traders podcast. Yeah, was, um, I haven't had a know. chance to listen to the boys, but I'll certainly be doing that in the next little bit. Um, but I think what happened on the weekend really firm for me that he's the big dog at Port Adelaide. Um, you know, Tickle... Tickle would be blown over by a stiff breeze, I think, having yeah. a look at him on the weekend. And yeah. Lysette just looks like a... He's just an imposing figure. He out there. He's, he's, he's a he's that classic bruising kind of a. Oh, rock if I was a, uh, if I was a Port Adelaide midfielder and you put Lysette and Tickle in front of me, I'm going park up Tickle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, big Lysette, Abs- can you absolutely. jump in here with me? So yeah, um, you know, for me that obviously that job security and being in that number one ruck role, um, I feel like gives me confidence. But let's say you come to round one selection and suddenly both of them are selected. Yeah. That makes me crap my dax a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that is kind of how it's going to look for me. If he's in there on in, on his own, he, that's kind of where I'm looking to go. Yeah. I also want to give a shout out to a guy that you've been talking about. I've got life set at R two as well. Just um, just in case anyone's wondering, but um, Tristan Zeri is another guy that I know you've talked to me about. Um, what are you going to do? Oh, are you going to jump on? Oh, I, I I do just think it's a good shout because um, I think Goldstein is. I think he's dealing with a bit of an injury thing at the moment. Alzheimer's. Um, yeah, maybe. He's that old enough. Um, I, again, I don't have the news on the top of my head, so Mate, maybe if there's that, some... If that happens, that's my hottest take yet. Yeah, well, it'd be, it'd be a great take. Um, so, look, it's another kind of situation <laughs> where if he's named without a Goldstein... Look, he's actually not that much cheaper than a, no. uh, uh, a Lysa. I think it's only like 40k, but he does but have can... a good upside. He might, might even have a higher upside than a Lysa. Um, maybe a lower floor. Too. Yeah, it could you know be. I mean? It like, could be between when you know you... the rookies. Yes. You know, you might need to have to get pay up on your bench if you have to. Yeah. So I do just uh, want to give you a shout out at the the Tristan Jerry How... take because I think it's it sounds crazy, but <laughs> I think if we don't see Goldstein in that same team, um, I think it's potentially a risky play, yeah. but a, uh, a potential one that could be pulled off. 
how many uh, hypothetical if Goldie is out, mm-hmm. how many weeks would you need to be guaranteed of him being That's out good to question. go to that Because uh, if it's like one or two, then it's like, oh, no. Yeah, but I'd love a month. Um, at least. I'd probably, yeah, because by then maybe you're looking to try and upgrade that as maybe your first upgrade. Yeah. Um, and into that way, like an English, you know, round five, round six. Um, and you're buying yourself a month to have see. a look. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I think that is the, the, the thing there. Whereas a Scott Lysette, you kind of. The way I see it is a player like Tickle, he's he's a development kind of project at the moment and I don't know if they're going to throw him in there, you know, a month into the season. Like, he's kind of a guy that sort of would benefit more from VFL or, or Sandful uh, time uh, yeah. there. So, um, R3, who have you got? I've uh, got Max Heath in there at the minute. Yeah, um, St Kilda. So, you haven't gone, haven't jumped on the Sydney Ruckman that, nah, that everyone's sort of... No, nah, I haven't, to be honest. Oh, look, I, I kind of like the idea of being able to loop off the bat. Um, yep. Whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. Some people, I'm sure, will be very um, averse to that. Um, but for me at the moment, um, Heath, uh, like St Kilda played the last game of the round, yep. so it's um, it's you can, your perfect loop option. You can have a look at any any option in terms of your vice captaincy, any rookie. Oh, well, I suppose you can't do the rookie loops, but um, you know, I think let's have a look at Sydney. Sydney play the Friday. Oh no, sorry, I'm looking at the practice matches here. So in round one, Sydney do play the Saturday night. So, but if he plays, it doesn't matter then. Does yeah. It? So, but but what I'm saying is, what you could do is say you had a loop on like the Friday or a Thursday. Yeah. And say that loop flops, and you're not going to take the vice captaincy. Yeah. Well, then maybe you go for the okay. playing R three. I understand. Um, yeah. but if he goes really well, then maybe you go for that. You know, red dot. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how long the Sydney Ruckman are out. I know that I think... Um, I mean, if it comes out that they're out for months and months, then it's probably what you go with because you get that cash generation. Yeah, I think Laddams is the question. So I think... Yeah. Um, who's the other Ruckman? I'm blanking Icky. off the top. Yeah, he's he's out for... I think they've named it the, the first portion of the season. Portion. So, yeah, I don't know. Okay. It's very up in the air. I think but maybe four to six weeks. Um, but Hickey, I think is questionable for round one. So for me, that kind of means that he's probably not far away, okay. which is why I think that, you know, the the red dot is still a play. Yeah. If we had a guarantee that he was out, you know, five to six weeks, then you'd probably, you'd probably rather that cash uh, and, and sort of use that VC loophole as sort of your tiebreaker. Yeah. Uh, but I think that, yeah, still a wait and see on the health of the Sydney Ruckman there on that option. I also have Max Heath currently as my R3. All right, so if Dunkley is not your F1, uh, yeah. let me know who is your F1 because so Dunkley is obviously mine. Currently, Timmy T is my F1. Yep. Uh, Timmy Taranto. And that's, you kind of sort of see, um, as this forward line's revealed, kind of the, the tweaks that I've uh, made in the last little bit. So Taranto at F1 for me, I think, um, I mean, he sold himself on the weekend. Yeah, he? Anyone yeah. Who, 70% CBA, he's yeah. kicked a couple of snags when he was resting forward, just looks like a jet. He does. So I think uh, he definitely did himself no harm in, in people's teams. You've obviously got Dunkley at F1, and I'm assuming that you probably have Taranto. I have Taranto F2. F2. Pretty, pretty sold on him for being my squad. Stock standard. For me, at F2, that guy now becomes uh, Rosie. Connor Rosie, yeah. So he, uh, I, I don't know, I think some people were, were looking for him to just be all up in that midfield on the weekend. 
Um, but I was happy with what I saw. He played midfield yeah. minutes. He went forward. He kicked some goals. And I think it's hard to get a, a genuine, genuine read on that role with Butters out, out as well. Mm. And I don't necessarily subscribe to the notion that, oh, if Butters was in, that actually takes away from Rosie's Yeah, I think, I think Willem Drew might be looking like he's maybe on the outer at the moment now. Um, and he was obviously in there for a bit of time as well. So I think he would be the first player to lose out when Butters goes in based on the weekend stats. Yeah. And it could also be if they've decided that they want to play Butters a bit more forward, then it could it could have actually been Rosie having to go forward to fill a bit of that spot. So, uh, I mean, this is just me. Just yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully guessing. get more of an idea this weekend and uh, and yeah. see how it goes. But, but nothing I saw uh, gave me reason to take yeah. him out. Rosie's here at my F three, which was um, a Dylan Moore, I think, in the last team reveal. Yep. But uh, even before this weekend, I had made that switch. This weekend. Um, put a, a bit more of a faint line across his name. So Connor Rosie, the reason I had here, I just needed that extra bit of money to to make the rest of my team work. So Rosie uh, was obviously a bit cheaper than a Dylan Moore, and now he looks like he's going to score better than a Dylan Moore as well. So I think I have a sinking suspicion who's at your F3. But <laughs> so at, at the who, moment, who's this, he got here? this I su- suppose is the other big change. Mitchell came out and this fella came in. Um, uh, I, there'll be people out there who call this move kind of you know reactionary, which is fair enough to. Uh, but remember, we're just looking at one data point at the moment and uh, I'll definitely need to see what I want to see this weekend to actually lock or firm this guy's position in the team. Yep. The guy I'm talking about is Errol Goulden from the Swanee. So Goulden! Alright. He's in now at uh, F3 and if I see another game where it's very, very obvious that the big horse Longmire wants him in at the CBAs and he has 50-70% to 70% CBAs, I said it last night but that for me is a very distinct move. Yeah, that, that's you're not, not just it's falling not, into that. No, that's not accidental. You don't go from last year 10% CBAs and then in two practice matches play 70% CBAs it's like, oh, that just accidentally happened. Yeah, yeah. We, oh, we didn't mean to do that. That, for me, is a really distinct move. And if uh, he's a guy that plays 50 to 70% CBAs throughout the year, then I see there being some serious upside there, especially for a guy who's incrementally increased his average um, in the last two years, three yes, years, two yeah. years. So he's only played two years, and in those two seasons, he's gone uh, 72.6 as, as a rookie yeah. and then 83 on the dot last year. Uh, yeah. He also averaged 95 in his last five when he did move a bit more onto a wing roll, I've, I've read and, and That's heard. That's good on a wing roll. Um, now, that is obviously massively inflated by the 155 yes, yes, that yes, he yes, scored yes, yes, in his fourth last game. Um, so, Waxing. you know, take that stat with a bit of a grain of salt uh, so but in saying that like if so he was 10% CBAs yep. last year well first of all we saw the 70% um, CBAs on the weekend I don't I'm not going to come out here and pretend that I think he's going to be a no. 70% midfielder no, that would be unrealistic so, but what do we expect and again we're using just all the data that we have right now do you think he's like a 50% CBA guy and in, if that is the case what yep. do you think he can average in that role so if you were to tell if you were to tell me now he's going to be a fifty percent CBA guy, then I'm I'm picking him. Yeah. And look, I think that he could go at least ninety five in that fifty percent so. CBA yep. role. And I'd I'd be hoping for even more. Yeah, I think I think there's a there's a chance for a hundred. Yeah. Um but I think ninety five is pretty good and that's already that's twelve points of upside. Yeah. Um he's cheaper than some of those butters, rosy yeah. uh sort of types. So, so you save a bit of money on them and um <coughs> The, the, yeah. the big sort of move that I've made there is I've just 
I've changed my mind on where the value is. I, you know, in my initial team reveal, I thought the value was with Tom Mitchell. Yeah. Based on what's happened this week, uh, this weekend, and and maybe what will happen. Sorry, what happened last weekend, and maybe what will happen this weekend is that I think maybe that value could be moving to Errol Goulden, which has prompted that move of Dunkley to the midfield to free up the space yeah. for. Goulden. But I mean, and you've used that cash we'll also to to get um, obviously get Doherty in, get um, Constable in from a rookie as yep. well, with the addition of Lysette from your last team reveal as well. So yep. um, you know, uh, going one fewer rookies. I think obviously now you've got, uh, if my calculations are correct, yeah, six I I had four, rookies yeah, now. I had four rookies on the field last in the midfield, and now I've yeah, got and so M5, yeah, so now so. you're a bit deeper in that position as well. Obviously, yeah, the LDU addition as well yep. from last team reveal. Cash so, from Lysette. Yeah, so a few few uh, decent uh, changes. Changes from last team, and obviously a um, few things still to watch. So I'm assuming, um, you know, your your forward line is kind of like a lot of other forward lines, and you've got a Toby McLean there at M. Uh, sorry, F4. Yeah, so I think we're going to pretty much have an identical team from here on in, at least on the field. So McLean comes in at F4. There might have been some people playing around with Miller, um, but. Um, yeah, I just don't know. The, nah. the fella doesn't float my boat. He's um, not going to play this weekend because of personal reasons. Yeah, it's probably so. a line through him there. So that probably firms McLean in a lot of sides. And then from that point, we go down to... We go to a couple of rookies. Rooks. So I think I had the, the Mark Philippousis yep. in there. Um, and my last rook there was your boy, the Cheezel. Harry Cheezel, I yeah, think. Yeah, Harry um, Cheezel, yeah. I think he, he's... A you know, and again, I don't like to use this word, but if he's there round one, I think he's pretty much a lock for a lot of our sides. He looked so yeah. good from what I saw on the weekend, and uh, and if he, yeah, even in that half forward, high half forward role, I think he can score pretty well just by being a just by being a bit of a jet. So um, I think that those are pretty standard uh, forward lines. I have both of those guys as well. Uh, who have you got rounding out the bench in the forward line and also your utility? Uh, on the bench, I had uh, Fergus Green in the forward line and I had the cyclist, Lukey Pedler. The cyclist, Mainly yes. just because I wanted to say the cyclist. <laughs> um, yep. And then uh, at the utility, I've got uh, your boy Chibata. Um, oh, yeah, Chibata. <laughs> What's his actual name again? I've Chincotta. forgotten it already. Chincotta. Chincotta, okay. Chincotta Warrior. The chin- Isn't that oh. a thing? Oh, it's the Terracotta Warrior. Yeah. That was close, but... That was close. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you points I for it. I think Ciabatta. Do you think we run with Ciabatta? Yeah, let's go Ciabatta. The bread. Yeah, the bread. <laughs> <laughs> the baker. Oh, the baker. <laughs> yeah, so was your, what, what was your... Well, I, I have the peddler, the cyclist as well, and uh, Fergus Green, and I've also got Cade Chandler there. Again, um, had this in before the preseason game. I, I did... See him a little bit in that Melbourne team. I don't know if he is locked in to be that round one guy. And if he is, he's not going to be a high scorer either. Just uh, so that small forward, similar to a peddler type. Um, but yeah, the the uh, the Baker, Chibata, um could be the guy that is in there as well at the utility spot. Um, again, just still waiting a little bit more information on who these rookies are, especially the basement price rookies um, coming through. So obviously still of that kind of placeholder thing, but again, we're trying to narrow our focus into guys that we are seeing more of and uh, have a bit more of a realistic look on what these benches can look like. So Definitely. definitely. Yeah. I'm really interested to see what uh, what people have to say there, especially uh, with uh, a couple of the moves that I've made there directly yeah. into the midfield could be contentious. So if you um, if you vehemently disagree with that one, let us know. Uh, yeah. But if you think there's some merit to it, please let us know as well. Yeah. How much, just, just quietly, how much, K, how much money do you have left in the much. bank? Uh, 40K. 
Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely let me know if uh, if you think I'm being reactionary. Yeah, let us know down in the comments below, guys. Uh, that will do it for us today, I think. So, uh, make sure you guys are subscribed to the YouTube channel if you haven't uh, already. Even if you are, you know, listening along on a lot of the podcast, the audio platform, um, we would appreciate. Just head on over to YouTube, subscribe. Get out of it and then go back to listen to the podcast. Just uh, would love any support over there. <laughs> Trying to get to our, well, apparently 100,000, but uh, we'll, yeah. we'll start with 1,000 uh, <laughs> subscribers first. So uh, please do that if you haven't. Give it a big thumbs up, guys. And uh, we're going to be going through some fixture analysis next pod. Laters. you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done.